Town Square Media Station. With your host, Drew Kirby. Yeehaw! Okay, okay! Holy cow! Can I have your attention, please? Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Ah, uh, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Well, 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 we are back for another week of the show. We appreciate you. My goodness, do we really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you going and downloading and listening on demand at the My Country 95.5 app. It's very simple to do. If you miss any of the show, you can go get it right there. Uh, we will talk to Brian... Uh, Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, Janet Millick and Matt Pollock from Wyoming Game and Fish Department, and Fred Williams, who's from the uh, Hunt, uh, the First Hunt Foundation of Wyoming. What a great organization getting folks in the outdoors that maybe have an interest. We will talk to Fred in just a little bit. Buckle up. We've got a big show, and we want you to uh, continue to love us. So make sure you get over and check us out in the My Country 95.5 app. It's no secret that Wyoming is home to some of the greatest fishing and hunting in the world. It's colossal. It's stupendous. It's magnificent. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. In Hookin' and Hunting Outdoors on My Country 95.5. We're back in the studio, of course. Janet is with us. And uh, Janet, this uh, Jessica's Pond, we've been talking about this for about six weeks of when is it going to open? When is it going to open? And finally, I think that day has come. It is May 21st. You know, it's it's one of those deals where it's been closed for a year. It is a fantastic public access area that was brought to us by the Wyoming Flycasters. And so we worked, you know, many, many years ago to get this developed. And due to an aquatic invasive species in the North Platte River and the close proximity to the fish hatchery, we closed it down for a year. It was last spring that we closed it down and we are excited to be opening it up. Now, tell us a little bit of, about Jessica's Pond. I, I mean, cause if you think about uh, the just the name, Jessica's Pond, there has to be a really good story a little behind the name itself. The visionary and the initial contributor to the, the whole project, um, his daughter's name was Jessica. And so a member of the public that came to us with this great idea and and we're very happy that he had this great idea and and, you know, kudos to his daughter, Jessica. How much work goes into keeping up uh, an area like Jessica's Pond? And Matt Pollock is is here. And Matt, you are in charge of the public access areas. Is it a, a, a tough keep up? It's it's something that we have to constantly keep uh, at, Drew. I typically hire contractors that make a, a visit to each area once a week during the uh, the summer months. Uh, when when fishing is the most popular, they clean up around the area. They stock the uh, they clean the outhouses. They stock them with toilet paper. They pick up trash. So yeah, it's something that 
needs constant attention and they work they work hard at, at that and after being closed down for a year where there wasn't that public on the area and on the property uh, how much did you guys have to do to actually get it ready to reopen so we've had people out there doing work all year round which is which is kind of what has made um, this day that it's reopening so fantastic and so when people go out there they're gonna see some changes. It is a little bit different. So what they've done is they've created some really great pathways, um, some fencing and a lot of instructional signs kind of to, to hopefully help recreationists, um, anglers, um, dog walkers, whatever might be going on out in that area to to follow some some new rules to, to keep the place safe for everyone. How does someone get to Jessica's Pond? Take Highway 220 west out of Casper and then turn on the Bessemer Bend Road and then take that to the Spees Road mm -hmm. and turn left and right before you get to the Spees Fish Hatchery, it's on, on your left. So it's two areas very close together, same parking spot that everybody can access. How many people can comfortably fish in, in this area? It's an extremely popular area, Drew, and I frequently see 10, 15, 20 uh, people at a time that are fishing in the pond without uh, interfering with one another. One other interesting and nice feature at to, at Jessica's Pond is that we have a handicapped fishing pier. Members of our public who are handicapped in a wheelchair can access that and have a have a great experience and have a, a, a great chance of catching a fish. And then uh, we've done some things on the riverside uh, where we've uh, made access to the river even easier by building some stairs that go down some of the steep banks to the river. So it really is just a great opportunity to get out of the city get out get some fresh air throw a line in the in the water but make sure that you have your fishing license i can't say enough um i ran out there the other day and within an hour i was out there got to walk around have a great day outside and was back it is amazing in wyoming that we can have these opportunities so close to populated areas and you really do get to get out and escape one of the reasons why we closed the area, Drew, was uh, several years ago, we found New Zealand mud snails in the, uh, the, the North Platte River. Uh, New Zealand mud snails are an invasive species. However, they are not uh, quagga mussels or zebra mussels, which are the, the invasive species that get all the, all the headlines and all the, uh, the publicity. But they are uh, an invasive species that uh, were, were introduced into the North Platte and several other places in Wyoming. The reason we closed the area was to, to prevent absolutely no chance of getting New Zealand mud snails from the river into the fish hatchery, the Dan Spies fish hatchery. If that were to happen, uh, it would be a catastrophic uh, event in which we would have to kill all three million fish which are currently on station we would have to probably have the the hatchery shut down for over a year and we would have to do an extensive extensive uh decontamination process and even after a, a decontamination process we could not necessarily be assured that we had killed all of those mud snails they're incredibly difficult to kill and if there's even a a drop of water somewhere. We've we've taken steps to uh, prevent that from happening now, 
And uh, we're still in the process of doing even more things to protect that resource. Uh, but we are at a point where we feel that it's safe to, to reopen that area. Remember to clean, drain, and dry. That's the steps you take to help prevent the uh, AIS from overtaking anymore. Janet and Matt, thank you guys so much. Stick around. We've got more. My Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. My country, 95.5. Well, the Wyoming spring, Brian, is rearing its ugly face again. Uh, who knows what it's going to be any day during the spring here. Yeah, I just came off a nice little cold front, a uh, little barometric pressure drop, kind of threw those fish into a little bit of a tizzy, but... Uh, we're, we're crossing our fingers for some nice weather here in the next couple of weeks. We're still getting into the probably the best time of the year to do some fishing. And the next uh, six or eight weeks, I mean, is going to be just fantastic. Um, looks like we're going to have some struggles with some water levels. So proper fish handling and selective harvest is going to be kind of key to making sure that our 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 fisheries, you know, are maintained at a good, healthy rate. So, yeah, just... Uh, Water temperatures, when they start getting low, water temperatures uh, start going up, getting a little bit higher, a little bit more stressful on the fish. So we're looking pretty good for the next couple of weeks. What do you think people are going to start fishing with? Because we are going to eventually warm up pretty good. And and uh, I know that you talked that uh, you just had the leeches come in to, to, to the store and live bait always is a you know good thing when you can get it. Yeah, live bait, uh, especially leeches, people have been begging us for, you know, two, three weeks now just looking for them. And uh, we're finally uh, getting some ice off of those Minnesota lakes where majority of the the leeches are coming from. So we got our first batch of leeches in this last week. You know, prices are a little bit higher, but they're not as crazy as I thought we were going to see. Um, but we're also not quite yet to getting the quality of leeches that we would like to see over the, the summer months. So what do you uh, what do you expect people are fishing now at Pathfinder and some of the reservoirs? Yeah, so um, I, I can tell you Glendo's been really good for uh, worms and minnows. Uh, spent quite a few days down there this last week, and uh, the fishing's been really good. Um, the fish aren't everywhere, so, I mean, you do have to kind of hunt them out, but uh, we did really good on slip bobbers, uh, jig and a minnow, um, even caught a few fish just uh, swimming a paddle tail up in the weeds. So uh, that, that's been good. The um, guys up at Pathfinder, uh, kind of the same, same program, you know, uh, bit minnows, uh, a, lot of, a lot of jigging. Uh, Pathfinder has always been good for me with a jig and a minnow presentation on a plastic. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to be getting out there here in the next couple of days. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for good things up there. And of course, you know, you almost hard to beat a worm harness up there or just some, a slow death hook with a worm. So. so as more people get out on the water to fish, as the weather gets nicer, school's about to start ending, people are going to be graduating and maybe spending their last uh, summer at home for a while. Uh, how's that going to play on the fishing? When you get more people on the water, does it affect the fish? You know, I, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, I, we've... We've had conversations, you know, even about, you know, the tournaments and having as many boats on the water. And 
And even though it's a catch and release tournament, we've had guys that, you know, claim that we're educating the fish. So they're getting harder to catch, <laughs> which um, I kind of disagree, because if that was the case, uh, the drift boats running through Gray Reef wouldn't be successful. And uh, those those trout are being caught numerous times, sometimes, you know, two or three times in a day, probably. So with the the, the only thing you may have the issue with is finding your spot, because everybody has their secret spot <laughs> that has all the the great fish and and since i moved here and have been talking to a lot of anglers that's the thing you don't tell anybody where you fish even though everybody knows everybody has a, a secret spot until some until they realize somebody else is already there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh fishing on the river looking pretty good at this point yeah we're we're hearing good reports i mean it's been busy i mean there's a lot a lot of a lot of boats on the weekends um Fortunately, I think it's it's been fishing pretty well, you know, not just at Gray Reef, but down below as well. So um, the leech patterns and San Juan worms and the scud patterns, that kind of stuff. Um, the guys, I want to get into the technical side of with the midges and whatnot. Those um, those guys are, are having a lot of good success, too. And there's there's been some really nice quality trout being caught. So, of course, uh, we mentioned graduation. That may be a great time to come in. And if you have a graduate that loves the outdoors, gift cards are always good or even some new gear. You know, uh, during around, around this graduation time, we saw a lot of things that, you know, actually could just be good for, you know, just guys that are traveling. So uh, nice, a nice sleeping bag, uh, maybe a, a portable grill, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, we've got, we've got lots of that kind of stuff in stock right now. And really a lot of it that, you know, a good sleeping bag will last somebody 10, 15 years if it's taken care of. So that's a, a gift that's going to last, you know, and, and, and be useful. So if you really like to rough it and you like to get out and camp, of course, all the camping gear, and maybe you like to catch your own uh, dinner there, fishing gear is right up your alley, too. So, I mean, you got it all here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. That's right. So we'll uh, hopefully see some people here at around graduation time. And as this weather gets nice, you know, be, re be ready and get out there and enjoy it. Very good. All right. If you have any questions uh, about what you need, any of the equipment or any of the stuff they have in store, come on in and check them out. Here Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, CY Avenue. Wyoming Hunting Outdoors, My Country, 95.5. So Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors, the great part about this show is we can do it anywhere. And uh, Brian Woodward, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, and I have uh, moved locations. And uh, Brian, there's a, a big walleye tournament going. It's the, the first one of the year. The uh, Wyoming walleye stampede is happening. That's right. Yeah, we're uh, out here at Glendo Reservoir with uh, 141 participants. So when you think about that, 141 boats come from all over the West, really. Yeah, you know, a big majority of those boats are coming from uh, Wyoming, but uh, we pull from, well, this year, I think on this first tournament, there's uh, 10 different states represented. Wow, 10 states, and I believe uh, the farthest east is Missouri and Iowa, right? Yeah, Missouri, Iowa, Wisconsin. We got uh, one gentleman that's out here from California, from the west, uh, that, you know, jumped in a boat with one of his buddies, so yeah. Now, we've seen some folks out here that uh, maybe it's their first time in a tournament. There's also people that have been doing a lot of uh, tournaments and come here every year so uh, you got guys that you've known for a long time and guys that are new to you 
We've got a lot of new teams this year, but yeah, I mean, the camaraderie of just, you know, anglers, you know, there's, you know, we'll pull up next to a boat. This is all a complete catch and release tournament. We do a length to weight conversion. And so we'll pull up next to a boat and measure a fish. And there's some guys that are just, you know, they're, they're competitive and they want to just get back out there and fish. And then there's other guys will sit there and talk for five, 10, 15 minutes about, Hey, what well, the sky is blue today, you know? You know, one thing that I have seen and, and heard a lot on this is some of the methods of, of catching the fish and the, the walleye out here. And what are a couple of them that you would give people tips on to, to use? You know, the one the one that I like the most and really after you learn how to set it up, it'd just be running a slip bobber. So guys will run a slip bobber with uh, generally a, a minnow, but uh, when the leeches become available, we'll be using leeches. And even some guys will put a, a, a worm underneath a slip bobber. So you're talking what Grandpa used to take you out as a kid and taught you how is, is still efficient and effective today. It's really effective, especially for walleyes on this reservoir system, because um, as that water rises, we've talked about that before, is those fish tend to go shallow. So you can fish from the bank. You don't have to be in a boat, um, but just fishing from shore with a slip bobber is very effective. And it's a great day. And it's a really good day. I mean, I just, and I, 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 man, I grin every time I talk about slip bobbers because, you know, watching that slip bobber go that go under the water and start swimming away from you, and you're like, oh, man, this is it. This is it. It's about to be on. And uh, we were kind of talking a little bit, being in the boat, we get a little time to, to converse. And uh, one thing you were saying is, you know, making sure that you have that set up correct. Yeah, I mean, uh, YouTube's a lot of people's best friend, but there's a lot of ways to do it and a lot of ways to do it correctly. Um, you know, guys will, uh, there's different just kind of tricks, I guess, of the trade as you, as you, the more you do and the more you use them. But uh, there's ways to slow the speed of your bobber's drift down. Uh, there's guys that will use jigs under a bobber versus just using a bare hook. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of different methods of, of rigging those up. So, I mean, if, you know, YouTube is your friend and which is crazy to say in, you know, 2022 that we'd be pushing people to go check it out on, on YouTube, but, uh, finding the Beth mess, Beth method will help you in the long run. Yeah, and especially, uh, you know, in a reservoir system like Glendo, where there's a lot of, like, sunken trees and willows and that type of stuff, um, you know, if you if you set up your bobber's uh, system with, like, a braided line uh, through your bobber, then to a, um, a barrel swivel, and then just run a leader, when you get snagged up, if you need to break that uh, line off, you, a lot of times you're, all you're going to lose is maybe 18 inches or two feet of, uh, you know, your leader material and a hook. You know, pretty inexpensive way to, to fish. So if you're, uh, you know, you're looking for a way to take the, the family out and, and take an easy day and, and do fishing, Glendo's a great spot to come out and, and check out. And if you have a boat, it's great. But even if you're just doing some land fishing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of good places on Glendo to just fish from shore. Lots of good campgrounds where you can just walk right down to the shore and, and uh, be close to camp. That's cool. Well, Brian, thanks for uh, having me out on the boat and putting me to work. Yeah, it's been a great day, and uh, hopefully we'll see a few more big fish. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much. Wyoming Walleye Stampede, the next tournament is coming up June 4th and 5th. Go to walleyestampede.com to find out more details. We have more of the show coming up. Some Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5.
Thanks for coming back to the program, and we appreciate you listening. You can always hit us up all over our app and give us any questions that you may have. Very simple. Now we're going to bring in another guest on the program, Fred Williams. Fred is the Wyoming director of the First Hunt Foundation. And Fred, thanks for joining us first off. And secondly, uh, how did the First Hunt Foundation begin? Uh, the First Hunt Foundation is a national organization. It's been around for uh, about seven years now. It's had a presence in the state of Wyoming uh, since I took over this role just over three years now. What's the, the, the background? How did they get started? The First Hunt Foundation was founded by a gentleman by the name of Rick Brazel. Uh, and Rick is still the president of the foundation and he has a passion for the outdoors and hunting in particular and also has a passion in getting uh, uh, sharing that passion with others and so he founded that organization about seven years ago around the idea of a different model which is is based on uh, a mentoring experience um, similar to big brother big sister where you develop that relationship. He has dedicated his life for the past seven years to, to building it. So really Wyoming has been a part of it for at least half of it, its existence. And have you seen a, a lot of people that have been interested at least to hear more information so far? Absolutely. Um, the First Time Foundation has exploded nationally. Here in the state of Wyoming, it's the same situation over the last three years. Uh, it has grown to be the largest uh, boots on the ground volunteer based organization in the nation and the state of Wyoming. We have about 100 mentors here in the state, five chapters across the state, and we're introducing in excess of 200 people to uh, the outdoors through our programs of one on one, -on -one mentoring here in the state of Wyoming. Uh, and at the national level, it's actually grown to be about almost 800 mentors in the nation with a presence in at least 35 states now. I have a friend and I've used this quote a lot lately. And I don't know why all of a sudden I'm using it a lot, but uh, he always said the first step to changing the world is to take a kid fishing. And, and it's the simple things like that where maybe there's a, a mother that has a son and she has no idea about the outdoors or, you know, and, and someone wants to get started in the outdoors and doesn't have an, an idea, starting with a mentor is a great way to go about it. Absolutely. The way um, I like to think about it is um, the foundation's changing lives. And we're not only changing the lives of youth, we mentor anybody that otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to get introduced to the outdoors. And we really encourage family units, and it tends to be primarily mothers and their youth to gain the experience in the outdoors together to start developing those family traditions and passions. The number of heartwarming stories that come out of the efforts is really what the reward is for all the volunteer work that goes on for the mentors. And I could I could spend a week telling you about the, all the stories and, and, and then when you look back and now they've got this passion and they're doing it on their own and it gives them something else in their life to look forward to and enjoy. And how does a, a family that wants to get their kid involved get in contact with First Hunt Foundation? There's several ways. Uh, here in the state of Wyoming, 
the First Hunt Foundation has a very active Facebook page on social media. And if somebody were to search for FHF Wyoming on Facebook, uh, they can see many of our programs that we offer. Uh, it has also contact information, which happens to be my phone number. Um, and, and it also shares the experiences of a lot of the individuals that are uh, going through these programs, as well as one-on-one -on -one mentoring that we do. Um, and then another way is simply to call me, and, and I'm happy to share my phone number. Uh, it's 307-223-7146. Fred Williams, the director of the uh, Wyoming chapter of First Hunt Foundation, doing great things to introduce uh, people to the outdoors. And Fred, the, the organization is very active and busy. And what kind of active events do you guys have going right now? Yeah, that's a great question. We have three active programs uh, currently that we're recruiting applicants for. They can be found on the Facebook page that I referenced earlier. Um, and two of them are based in the Bighorn Basin, centered around Cody, Wyoming. One is the White Hunt Fish Heart Mountain Bird Hunt Program, for those that might be interested in learning something about bird hunting and, and getting an in-depth knowledge on shotgun skills. Another is the White Hunt Fish uh, First Fish on a Fly. It, it runs the whole spectrum of fly fishing from fly tying to fly casting and then fishing um, on private access on, on some of the, the beautiful rivers we have in the region. Um, and then the third is the Y Hunt Fish Spring Creek pronghorn hunt, which is centered around the Cheyenne Laramie region. Awesome. Well, Fred Williams the Wyoming director of First Hunt Foundation. I got a chance to talk to you at the, the expo. And as soon as I heard a little bit about the, the story of what's going on here, I knew that we needed to get you on the program because there are so many people that have the passion and want the passion, but aren't even sure where to start. And, and an organization like, like yours is exactly what we need. All right. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to talk with you. Absolutely, Fred. Thank you so much. Find out more information at firsthuntfoundation.org. That's another great program in the books. We do appreciate you listening every week. And, of course, if you missed any of our shows or you want to re-listen to this show, you can go to the My Country 95.5 app and click On Demand and look for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Thanks to all of our guests and all of our friends that join us every week on this program.